And then, and then there's Josh, who like, uh, <laughs> was, I, I got to see the fact that Josh Pastner took break dancing lessons as a kid. Which, like, if I were making up Josh Pastner facts, that would be uh-huh. <laughs> on my list. Welcome to an ACC podcast. I'm Lauren Brownlow, and listen, I know that it's Carolina Duke weekend. Like, I get it, <laughs> <laughs> but. I just didn't see how I could have a podcast this week and not have on someone who is the ultimate authority on all things that has become my new favorite obsession. And that, that's Josh Pastner. But that's not, I don't have Josh Pastner on. I guess he was yeah, the authority on Josh Pastner. It's Ken Segura from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, Ken, hi. How are you, how are you doing? This this is your first time, right? Or is it? Second? I believe it is. I think it is too. Yeah. Oh, this is overdue then. Hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. De- I me too. This is definitely overdue. I don't know what it is about me and Georgia Tech coaches. I just always have. Yeah, yeah, Paul Johnson Paul- for sure. Yeah, and yeah. even I'll say this: even uh, Jeff Collins has a certain. Um, maybe Jeff Collins will grow on me much in the same way Josh Kastner has. Yeah, perhaps he's uh, yeah he's got his own certain style for sure. Yeah, I, I posited this question. Well, positive. What am I talking about? I I, <laughs> I posed the question sort of this week that like is Josh Pastner the most unintentionally funny ACC uh-huh. basketball coach? Um, and it's he's certainly up there for me in recent years. Like Pete Gillen came to mind for All sure. Right. Uh, you know, Jeff is delic, but like more uh-huh. creepy funny than uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And then and then there's Josh who like uh <laughs> was, I I got to see the fact that Josh Pastner took break dancing lessons as a kid, which like if I were making up Josh Pastner facts, that would be uh-huh. <laughs> on my list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I I was uh in preparing, I guess, to the degree that I did. I was looking through some of your 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 tweets and and my my wife happened to be looking at it and and she saw that and she yeah I thought it was hysterical that I think you kind of nailed it yeah he's I mean he, he's he's very unassuming and kind of not maybe always you know aware of how they or, or cares how things look but yeah so he, there's a very high degree of, of unintentional humor I think but I think that's what people really like about him is the earnestness like real it seems real. I, yeah, I think it is. Um, and actually, I, I'm, yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's, it, you know, when you first meet him and, you know, you're like, he, he can't be serious. But I think having <laughs> having been around him um, for, gosh, uh, this is his fifth season. Yeah. And, and had a lot of conversations. Yeah, I think it is very much who he is. I think he's, he's you know, a genuinely like a positive guy and, and uh lot of energy and yeah it's I, I think you know if, if it was an act i think we would have there would have been some slip-ups here and there but uh yeah it's it's i mean obviously when he's when they lose he's he's you know a different way and he's he's disappointed and so forth but yeah it's 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 real yeah i think like i think that his acc his relationship with the other acc coaches has kind of evolved similarly too because you know i i would imagine that when they first met him they're like this freaking guy yeah yeah, it's in, yeah, it's interesting. He, um, I wrote this the other day. Uh, he, and I don't know much about his history, but like when he was in high school, I think he realized I'm not going to be able to play, you know, college basketball at the, 
at the level I want to or play in the NBA. And so he, he took over his dad's AAU team. And so this was uh, mid mid nineties and, and they had a really, really good team and I forget who was on it, but so he actually got to know like Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams and, and Jim Beheim when they were already coaches. And here he is, you know, this high school punk kid, you know, obviously a bright kid and so forth, but and so it's interesting. Yeah, I remember, so they've known him, you know, in a very different way than they do now as, as peers. And, uh, and I remember, um, his first, uh, ACC coaches meeting at, uh, Amelia Island or the, the spring meeting, he was, he was there and, and he was talking to some of us that were there and, uh, I, I, I took a picture it stuck on my mind. And, and so he's like very much trying to make a good impression on everyone. And, and here comes Roy Williams walking by, like in his in his swim trunks. <laughs> he's, he's going to the pool or the beach or somewhere, and they, the oh. two of them walk off together. And I think, and I think it's interesting. Like he he calls a lot of those guys still, I think, or he refers to them as Coach Coach Williams and, and Coach K, and uh, and and they call him Josh, uh, is you know because he's younger and he, they they know him in that way. But yeah, yeah I did so, notice yeah. that the other day that he that and, I mean Coach K always says that anyway. So does Roy, but like he yeah they called him. Coach K called him Josh in post game, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, could just be some dude, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. Little, I mean, I, I, yeah, I wanted to ask, you know, some coaches this, like, how is he perceived in those meetings? Is he like, <laughs> it, it kind of? There's a sense of like he's the the younger, eager brother. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, but the, the, I think that you know, obviously, like you said, I think they've probably grown to appreciate him in a different way, and certainly this season as they, they've done so well. So yeah, I think like the Josh Pastner fan fiction. Has evolved, like <laughs> so much of it could be real. Like I would absolutely yeah. write the break dancing thing into a Josh Pastner fan fiction thing. Uh-huh. And I, I think somebody said he looks like a high school biology teacher, and I was like, no, I think he's like he could be a high school science teacher, but he's also one who teaches in rap. Right. <laughs> yes, I thought it too. It was, yeah, uh, I, I could see that. Yeah, just and very... tells his students they can talk to him about anything. Yes. Yeah. I can definitely say that. Yeah. Just very earnest and yeah. Yeah. Wanting to be on everyone's side and, and yeah. And in, in a good way, I think, but yeah, I can, I'm on board with that. Yeah. I, I know I did see Jose Alvarado apparently has, uh, he had said to Josh that if they made the NCAA tournament, he had to braid his hair. And I just, I need this so much right now. <laughs> I uh, So much. Yeah. Um, I asked him about it and he said, or I said, or I said, I said, did you see what Jose said? Or I, I texted him this and he said, uh, and he said, yeah. And I was like, so are you going to do it? And he's, and I, I think he said like, we're just going to focus on the next game. <laughs> so that's so no, very evasive. Not. Yeah. Come on. I, yeah, I'm trying to debate whether I think he would, I, maybe he would do it after the season or like in a very private setting. I think he's maybe has, maybe he would, but I don't know. It'd be, it would, but it would be, it would be All something. Right. Yeah. I'm rethinking my newfound affection for him, but obviously, like that win over Duke, I think all but secu- is is Georgia Tech Wake still being played? I'm not even sure. Yes, it is. Yeah. Tonight, okay. Friday cool. night. Yeah. It's Friday night basketball. Yeah. 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 Second, second Friday night game of the season. I mean, look, I Georgia Tech has had its moments this year, um, good and bad, mostly good, obviously, but the bad ones sometimes in the same game. It's like, yes, yeah. <laughs> like the Duke game. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, the Duke game where they tried to give it away twice. Right. Um, yeah. Gosh. I just yeah, they're they're so weird because they do have stretches in games where you're like, okay, they're really good. Uh huh. 
and then they have end of game stretches. I feel like often, or maybe maybe I'm skewed by the sample size here. I don't know. Right. Some more like I, I for sure saw Clemson and Duke go very poorly for them yeah. down the Virginia stretch. was the same. Yeah, yeah. I just it's baffling to me because of how much experience they have that this would constantly be a thing. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, it, I think. I think maybe every, well, maybe not every fan base, but a lot of fan bases, I maybe have that kind of fatalist, oh, here it comes again. But it, it does seem like with Georgia Tech, there is there is some substance to it where over the years, you know, and maybe past years more because they were younger and and so forth. But yeah, they're, they're I mean, I think they, they, they've, and like, and like, I think, you know, they, they've won five games in a row now. So I think they're, they, maybe they're getting the point where they're, they're getting over that hump. But, uh, but yeah, they, they, I think they would acknowledge themselves that, that finishing games, you know, and I think yeah, the Duke games, Virginia games come to mind, and actually they end up beating Duke. But yeah, they it's 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 kind yeah, of they got pretty, yeah. yeah, they were pretty fortunate. I think they very very much so. Yeah, like that was something where Duke had multiple looks from three and just you mm-hmm. know couldn't knock them down, which is kind of sort of the story of Duke season too. But still, yeah. like you know, it wasn't for lack of trying to give that game away. And even yeah. in overtime, they let it. Yeah, they seven, were up like, seven, I think, with under a minute to go. I think yeah. Oh, geez, Louise. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just was like, why are you like this? And it, it is a yeah. weird phenomenon. I know, you know, I love Jose Alvarado, but I know mm-hmm. when you have a guy that says, you know, he plays with so much emotion, maybe it can go, maybe it can be a little bit of a double-edged sword. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know he was a hundred percent. I think he was a niche. Yeah. Some sort, but still, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's you know, kind of the, the craziest game of the season. One of them certainly is you know they were at Clemson. He was on the line, leading free throw shooter in the league. This is two, and then Clemson goes down and hits a three off the backboard and they lose. And, uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean they've maybe over the course of the year those things even out, but uh, but yeah, there's certainly a lot you can point to where they you know. And that's the one thing that Josh has said, and and I guess you can value for what is worth. But he was saying like. In part, like the whole, we're not going to practice with contact in the preseason. He was saying, you know, that's a lot. Of, a lot of the times when you're working on the, you know, the, you know, time and score situations, and so maybe that's because they weren't doing that as much. Maybe that's partly why they're not as good as as you'd want. But uh, yeah, I mean, it makes yeah. some sense to be yeah, honest, yeah. because they definitely play end of games like they have not practiced. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have that happen sometimes, you know. But, but they're also so experienced that it's like, y'all know better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. But it's, uh, oof. I mean, look, I don't, I, I'm not too concerned about them in this game. Obviously, they need to win it to keep being on the right side of the bubble here, but right. like in a bad way at this point. Um, and yeah, I mean, and so really it just sort of comes down to what they can do, you know, in the ACC tournament and NCAAs. Who knows? But either way, it's still a big deal to make it, especially considering the history for Georgia Tech recently. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, they're, they haven't been since 2010 and they're, they're only three power conference schools. Uh, I know they're going to bring this a lot that haven't been there, have had, whose droughts are longer. It's Washington State, Boston College, and Rutgers. And those three, you know, they kind of make some sense. But, you know, Georgia Tech, a history of winning, you know, in a major market, a huge state for basketball. And, and yeah, it's, it's been, uh, a thorn in the side. So it's, um, it's one of the things that yeah, I wasn't quite sure when it would happen. I figured it would eventually, but and now that it's actually here, it certainly looks like it. It's, it's kind of hard to actually believe in a way. 
Yeah, people were making me re- relitigate Bobby Cremins because I'm like, <laughs> they were like, he hadn't, he didn't have back to back ACC winning seasons because I saw that stat. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, but let's easy here on on dismissing Bobby Cremins. Right. That's, yeah. It's not. There's more games now. That's always right. helpful. Like, there's a lot of things that were at play for Bobby. Right. Um, you know, that aren't at play for Josh. Like, yeah. let's not, let's yes. not do the thing where we go, oh, yeah, he's <laughs> it's like, hey, easy there, yeah. buddy. Yeah. No. And I think, too, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess different coaches will argue when it was harder, but if you're playing a 16 game schedule and four of them are against Duke and yeah. Carolina, at, you know, with Dean Smith and, and you know, they're. Yeah, a young coach yeah, yeah. when he got there, but he was right. on the rise. Right. Uh, and Wake you Forest know. obviously was stronger, and yeah. So. Oh yeah, no, I was trying. Yeah, Maryland was really Maryland, like I was. Yeah, trying to, yeah. I was trying to tell people I was like, y'all, the ACC was like loaded back then. Yeah, like this yeah. was not. This was no joke. So, yeah, but uh, Florida State was really good in the early nineties too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this, it was this. It was not like today where you got teams that you know aren't in the NCAA tournament. A lot of teams that aren't in the NCAA tournament conversation or right. shouldn't. But yeah. Um, so that would be fun. But yeah, I, I had to. I, oh, by the way, I have uh-huh. to give you props before I forget. And we, we move on to the other Friday game. I have to give you props for your tweet about when Josh Pastner, uh biked his, or I guess he like banged his face shield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. That was a classic I, game. Yeah. I, I, I loved everything about your tweet because it was very matter of fact, but also provoked a lot of imagery. And the face shield <laughs> is now misshapen. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I think I actually thought about what the best way to phrase that. Yeah, I think that worked out that was, okay. Yeah. It was it was wonderful. Um, I could not stop laughing at your tweet, <laughs> <laughs> and it actually I'm 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 glad you sent it because it literally made me turn the game on because that was oh, really? oh. Oh. yeah it was a Friday night game too. So you know I I mean I cover <sighs> I cover a lot of games in you know on a weekly basis and it's right. like I don't always want to cover yeah yet another more. one. Yeah. And, and or watch another one. I know my husband is subjected to enough ACC basketball, but I was like, you know what? We're not watching anything here if I turn this on. Oh yeah, yeah no. <laughs> There's a shield I want to see. And I had turned it on right after, and like they were like, and yeah, you could see the face shield was was definitely misshapen. Yeah. Like so, I, mean, I mean, that's funny. Like, but that, I mean, you know, maybe another coach would say, hey, you know, uh, get me a mask, or maybe he had a spare shield, but but he keeps coaching with the. Does he? I was gonna say, does he have an extra one? Well, he does. I mean, I asked him about it. Uh, I think the day, well, you know, next. I think he had. He has him at. He had him at like probably at the school at Tech or at home or something. But I guess he didn't. Maybe didn't have one. Wait, so he doesn't hand. bring an extra face shield? I, I, I guess not. Um, oh, Josh. Yeah. This is uh, that's actually one of the most related. Maybe he will now. I don't know. <laughs> But, I was a little yeah. concerned during the Duke game because it was starting to look a little dirty and it was yeah. grossing me out a little. I won't lie to you. But Coach K has been double vaccinated, so, you know. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. So he's 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 not in jeopardy because of Josh's. Because uh, uh. <laughs> I got a lot of response like, why is he wearing a face shield? And I'm like, it's whatever. Clearly the ACC doesn't care. So, right. you know, Coach K has been double vaxxed. I guess it's fine. <laughs> Oh man, and it says face shield on it, which is my right, uh, <laughs> in case there's any confusion. Right, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he should ask yeah. Jim Bayheim where he got his because that seems to be a little more up Josh's alley. Um, oh yeah, yeah, combo. yeah, yeah. What he says is like he likes that 
the players can see like his face and his expressions and oh my god that's the most josh passner thing ever said maybe yeah i need the players to see my face oh that's wonderful (laughs) i i i mean to josh's like to josh's credit i do find myself smiling at people a lot now and realizing that and i don't I still uh, don't. Uh-huh. They can't see me, even though we've been right, doing yeah, it for yeah. a I'm like, oh, they can't see me. Like that little kid, you know, when I go mm-hmm. pick my kid up at daycare, I'm like, oh, that that child is looking at me funny because they can't see that I'm smiling. All right. Them. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the problem though is that like I think there's a lot of question about how effective the right that, the that form is. of shield is. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, it looked gross the other night. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Like I, I see a lot of aerosols here. Yeah. Um, and he kind of wears it at, at kind of at an angle. So it's not <laughs> entirely like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But, but uh, like, but his, like his argument is that, well, the other coaches, you know, they wear, they may wear masks, but they're going to take them off or to yell or, or, you know, so there's. And he's not wrong. Yeah. 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 Um, I usually go in chronological order, as most of y'all who might listen to this know. However, I made an exception for this because it was just easier to do Georgia Tech Wake at eight. Second, first, though, is still a game that I think Mark Ennis and I, my guest last week, are still planning on doing a watch party for at six o'clock p.m. We have Boston College at Miami. I'm not going to preview this in any substantive way other than just to say, Please join us for like the world's saddest watch party of oh, all gosh. time. Yeah. <laughs> is this is this for last place? Hold on. Uh, let me did they play before this year? Let me check. Let me check. Uh, the two they did in Boston College won. Yeah. Oh, so, and and you know what? They would get a tie break. Boston College would. Um, or uh, wait. Yeah. So if Miami were to win, Boston College would get the tie break. I or, yeah. or Miami would get the tie break. Sorry, because yeah. they've been a higher ranked team in the standings. Yeah. So there you go. This yeah. is for last place. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> for last. <laughs> for the... Oh, gross. Man. I mean, yeah. like I said, there's no reason to like That's super get into this beyond a tough year for for both teams for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's oh. like seventh or something like that, weren't they? At the beginning of the year. I mean, yeah. they had like was healthy and everything, but yeah. And they're they're one of only I think three teams to not have had a COVID pause. Oh wow! Um, huh. Yeah, my, Carolina has not, and Duke has not. Uh-huh. Um, but I do think Duke and Carolina have both contact traced a player or two. Like, uh, but that's it. Like, they haven't had to pause because right. of it. And yeah. I don't. Think Miami's even. I don't know if Miami's even had to do that. So yeah, um, yeah. It's funny like when they played Tech uh, a few weeks ago. They were down to six scholarship players and i think and then carly wong got hurt um yeah but yeah, yeah isaiah wong excuse me and so yeah, yeah they were down i think they played the whole second half i think with five five scholarship players well jim laranaga because there's a lot of speculation about will teams go to the acc tournament etc but jim laranaga oh. has said like if they have six scholarship players they're going yeah. so wow. um, don't know why but hey yeah. you know because he keeps flexing on everyone about the temperature in miami which you know <laughs> yeah the other day he's like it's 70 something degrees here yeah. just so you guys know <laughs> teleconference. i'm like thanks jim okay i was like all right i'll allow it considering yeah. you're seven i'll allow the flex um <laughs> now you're gonna come to greensboro where i mean in raleigh which is not the same as greensboro obviously but it's like 37 degrees so oh yeah yeah <laughs> enjoy Somewhere that yeah yeah 
Yeah. But yes, join us uh, tonight if you listen to this in time for the world's saddest uh, watch party for Boston College Miami. For <laughs> uh, last place, it's wonderful. All right. We'll get to Saturday now. Florida State at Notre Dame. Oh, I, did you see the mic break? I did. And I, I saw what you, I, I totally am I'm, yeah, on board. It was, I mean, he's uh, like he, as far as just like kind of knowing the things to say and dealing with media and he's, he's way, way up at the top. Uh, yeah. And, and what he said was so gracious and, and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Basically in case you guys didn't see it after, during the state game, um, state one at Notre Dame, um, during that game at the end of it, uh, the students are, I guess were chanting fire Bray. Um, and Mike Bray was asked about it. And a lot of coaches in that situation would not respond well at all. Right. Which would be understandable, by the way. Like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> but he was like, "I deserve it. I didn't coach well," and he sort of seemed to be a little reflective about his tenure in general there. And I look, I get it. You know, sometimes you can be a really good coach and things just go stale. Um, I think he is a really good coach, um, but. You know, it's they did go 20 and 12 last year, but they, you know, since since 2018, I don't think they finished in the top 50 of Ken Palm. They're 72 now with a brutal schedule, brutal schedule. I I just don't know. I don't know what to think about where they're at right now, to be honest with you. I I really don't. But Uh I mean, I suspect he'll get at least one more year. Um, But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would think and I would think it'd be like. Yeah, I, I would hope you could, you know, they turn things around and, and so forth. But I would, I would think that, like, if, if if it continues forever along, I think they would, he would recognize, you know, kind of like, kind of like, actually, kind of like that big Bobby Crummins, like he, rather than make the AB at the time, you know, make a decision, he he was gracious enough to just, you know, saying I'm going to step down and and kind of go at your own terms and let people celebrate you rather than than you know continue to kick you so but it yeah it is i mean yeah like he's done really real well but but it's hard to argue with the way they've been playing uh of recent yeah that's the thing i mean before this last before like february 20th their worst loss in ken palm was to number 61 michigan state on the road which is nothing you know there's nothing wrong with that right but since then, they blew the lead at Syracuse, then they lose at Louisville, and then they lose at Boston College, which was real bad. Yeah. That was real bad. Yeah. And th- but their schedule, man, like, it has been brutal. Like, it's, it, you know, he talked about it the other day. Like, they've played a lot of games. They've uh, been, right. You know, they've been willing to go wherever and do whatever. And he wasn't complaining so much as just saying, like, man, I don't, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, what are we supposed to do with this? Like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's what did he say? He's like, we're playing now. We're playing the hottest team in the league in the <laughs> state, and then we're gonna play the ACC champs. So that's cool. <laughs> like, yeah. and it's it's you know, I I think their team is better than their record, but I right. think after blowing that lead at Syracuse, I think they just were kind of toast. Yeah, um, okay. could be. Yeah, it's but yeah, and FSU is FSU and continue to be great so there's not a lot to say there i would expect them to win i mean who knows maybe the maybe the team has a last gasp in it for mike gray but i think you know they would need virginia would need uh to beat louisville obviously for it to matter um and then i would get out of chronological order so i don't want to do that Um, (laughs) well uh, uh, maybe i should though pit at clemson at 12 
Ha, Clemson. I don't know what to do with you. I really don't. <laughs> I don't. I just, and, and look, I know Syracuse is weird, you know, like I yeah. know Syracuse is one of those teams that can look great on a given night right. and look terrible on the next. And some of it is home road dependent. Right. But I just, yeah. And I know Clemson was coming off another COVID. Well, were they coming? No, they had beaten no. Miami. No, yeah. they weren't coming off a COVID no, yeah. yeah. oh, That's what's so baffling. And it's just like, I don't know what to do with you. That was, that's their worst Ken Palm loss of the season, by the way. Huh. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to have any trouble with Pitt, though. Um, well, I don't think they will. But yeah, it'll be at home. I, you know, yeah, it'll be at home. If it were at Pitt, maybe, but it's at home, and so I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Um, but like Pitt is weird in the sense that you know they've. <sighs> it's got to be really frustrating for Jeff Cable because they're like, even after losing Xavier Johnson and Audis Tony before the state game, like they played their butts off in that yeah. game, uglied it up and, and you know, had a chance to win it. Mm-hmm. And then big forest for right. <laughs> and then, you know, they, they win, they beat Wake Forest by double digits, which I'm sure had to feel great for them. And so like, they're still trying, but right. yeah. And, and by the way, this, this kind of gets us into, and we'll, we'll go through this fast, mm-hmm. but like, the player of the year race is really interesting. I don't know if you have a vote. Um, I'm actually, I'm voting in the, for the AP. Uh, yeah, I am AP too, actually. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I legit don't know right now, like who the player of the year is. I know Champagny is a candidate. Right. I think he should be. It's just, it's hard. It's not his fault. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it just, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, gosh, Wow, I think only his single his only single digit game in rebounding since in February was against Georgia Tech. It looks like Champagne. Well, yeah, um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Clyde Moore did a really nice job. Uh, He's kind of following him wherever he went and boxing out and denying. But uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard to not look at his numbers and think he's deserving. But then it's but the thing, yeah, I think with like you know Virginia and like Jay Huffer, Sam Hauser, like their the volume sets, whatever you want to call them, they're never going to be very you know eye-popping just because of the possessions and so forth and and, but yeah it's it's a tough one to call for sure um well you know you know somebody who's getting a lot of late season love is Moses (laughs) right right yeah from Raleigh yeah yeah so what I mean what what do you think about his his case so to speak like is he the most important player to Georgia Tech is he their best like what do you what do you think about his candidacy um I I I certainly think he's a, a strong candidate I mean it's funny like yeah when you're talking value uh it's 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 hard to also i mean to go against jose alvarado but but just the way he's been playing the way he kind of does a lot of different things it's um it's unlike probably another player in the league um just you know steals rebounds yeah assists uh and just he's you know scoring really well and i think a lot of that has to do with just you know the, the way the offense work to get him to get him um you know shots at the basket but uh but yeah i i you know it's 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 funny. It's kind of um, it's kind of kind of like it's when you once a player that you cover. It's there's part of like you see him enough that you see his flaws. and You're like, oh, he's not that uh-huh. good. But then part of you is like, oh, well, but he is that good, and you know you, you appreciate him in a different way too. So um, yeah, it's kind of. And then part of me, like I remember, like last year, 
uh, when Alvarado, I think he was second team all ACC. Like I was kind of surprised. I'm like, oh, he's not that good. But I mean, but it's fun. Like I think everyone else maybe kind of sees him or appreciates him in a different way than, than you do because you, you rec- like you're you're more maybe more focused on the things. Yeah, you see, that you see the- you about him, but. Sure. I was going to say, I think some of us locally do that with Matthew Hurt. And that's not mm-hmm. that we're knocking his, like, there's not a lot of flaws in Matthew Hurt's game, I think, as you, you know, right. as we yeah. saw. Yeah. But, but at the same time, you know, there are people who subscribe to the theory that it should be somebody on a team that wins or is right. winning something. And as, as good as he's playing, like, they don't, they're not winning a lot of games right now. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to finish top of the league. They're not going to finish top four. I, to me, that's not a qualifier, disqualifier, especially this year when the schedules are so. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I should maybe a little closer. Like player of the year, it doesn't. It's I think it's different than MVP, and it's just the yes. you know, the best player. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it's literally called that, and there's no mm. specification on how to vote. Yeah. You know, I always remind people of that because I was one of those people that uh, voted for Eric Green the year that he won, uh-huh. and. I challenge anyone who's into Ken Palm to go back to his stat site <laughs> and tell me, uh, remembering the trash he had around him too, and, and uh, tell me he didn't deserve it at least a little bit. Because uh, I've, I've seen that pushed recently too of like, somebody said like, if you gave it to Champagne, this isn't an Eric Green situation. And I'm like, easy, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey. Eric Green had like, absurd stats considering the absolute garbage he had around him except for they had like one good big guy i think and that was it everybody mm-hmm. else was not good um but yeah so we'll see i mean i just it's weird there's really not a clear front runner to me. Yeah, like I, yeah. I i don't look at I, I don't feel strongly about anybody i guess carly jones is another candidate too right right uh but yeah, yeah i asked mike bray on the teleconference about or on the i guess the video conference now then he like who would you is there someone that stuck out and he was like without kind of reservation he he brought him up, and that's maybe it's one of those things that's like recency effect. I think they just played them, but yeah, they did. yeah, yeah. I think there's certainly a very good case you can make for him too. I still don't know who I'm going to vote for, so I got. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. Um, yeah, I'm, I wish I could be more of a guide to you, but uh, yeah. I'm, geez, I'm, thanks, Ken. Don't yeah. make me like be the one person <laughs> to vote for someone. Like <laughs> you and I will agree to vote for the same person, <laughs> so we, we won't be yeah. alone. No. Uh, yeah, no, it's like, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be one of those things where people will be like, who's the AP vote, AP voter that voted for, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of who I would even think of to vote for, but I mean, yeah. Well, it's funny, uh, the, the, um, uh, I think it was Brennan Marks. He did that. He did a story. He asked to, you know, I don't know, either or not, or maybe uh, ACC writer at each school, like who, at that point, who was the, your, your, um, leading candidate and, um, I said MJ Walker and, and I, like I was thinking, oh, I, I can't be alone. But then, you know, there like there is one vote for MJ Walker and like the quote ascribed to to uh you know why That's he was a again it was, was me. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's, it's kind of the reverse of what we were saying, but you know, if you want to value who's done the most for to help a team a team win, you know, you could certainly make the case for him. Uh, well, yeah, I mean the thing is there are some years where I think some people are so good that are on not winning teams that right. you don't have a choice but to vote for that person. And I don't right. know, you know, I don't know that that's the case. We just, I don't yeah. know. Sorry. My video player keeps it. <laughs> it's lovely. But yeah. And, and MJ hasn't had a great close to the season. I think he's been a little banged up, but that, so that might hurt him some, yeah. but I love him too. He's great. 
I also love Raekwon Gray, my favorite football player in a basketball game. <laughs> yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah. I'm still lobbying to see if he can't get an extra year to like go try playing for FSU football if he wants yeah, to. Yeah. Kind of the reverse they, uh Greg yeah. no, Greg Paulson did that. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he Jimmy transferred. Yeah. Uh who who Jimmy Jimmy Graham switched to football. That's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. As they'll remind you often, he used to play basketball. And I'm like, okay, we get it. But yeah, it is. Uh, I think they could use his help at like, I say defensive end. Somebody else was saying um, offensive line. And I'm like, okay, fair. Both positions of need. Yeah. I wonder which um, would be easier to pick up as a. Oh, got to be defensive end. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. O-line, like sometimes it takes even some talented young kids for right. a while yeah. to get it. Yeah. D- defensive end, you're like, I mean, I'm not saying there's oh. not more nuance to it, but you right. could tell a raw talent, like, right. all right, just, just run the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, that Well, that won't happen, so I don't know why I said it's <laughs> not happening. But, you know, Raekwon's been really big for them, too, in some games mm-hmm. that, you know, they've needed to win, so I don't know. Um I don't know. I'll just do a big shruggy when it's time to vote. I guess <laughs> uh, I'll vote for shruggy. This is the first time in a while that the ACC hasn't had a Naismith uh, semifinalist. Um, oh, huh. Yeah, it's been a long time since they haven't. I, I don't know. To me, you know, the coaches, at least locally, were asked about it yesterday. Roy and, and Coach K, and they were both kind of like, I mean, there's still really good players in this league. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and, 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 and Roy kind of mentioned, and he's not entirely wrong that like early in the year, we, we basically, it was decided that the big 10 is great and the ACC was down. And yeah. while the big 10 is great and the ACC yeah. isn't as good, like, you know, that was kind of the narrative that was established and we stuck with it and there was nothing anybody could do to change anyone's mind. Hmm. So, you know, and that's kind of true. We see that in college yeah. football too. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's, you lose a somebody loses a bad non-conference game, and all of a sudden your league is trash. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some truth to that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but I also agree. I also I get why no one's on the list too. So right. Um, <laughs> yes. To the point. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Like I don't know who I'd put on that list. Um, I also think college football or college basketball postseason awards are generally way too geared towards. Again, like we said, teams with winning records, but that's right. how they choose to do it. So it's whatever. Right. Um, oh, Virginia at Louisville. Okay. So if Virginia wins, they put themselves in a position that if FSU messes up, um, I think that they would win the ACC, I guess. The mm-hmm. thing is, the thing is too, and we've talked about this, like I've talked about this with people before, uh-huh. like, you know, Florida State has played 14 games. This will be their 15th. <laughs> they would have the same number of losses as Virginia if they lost and they right. would have beaten the crap out of Virginia in their only meeting. Right. And because Virginia got to play more games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's kind of a weird thing to me. Like, I know you can't be fair in this season. Like it's mm-hmm. impossible, but I don't love the idea of kind of like, I'm trying to think of how to say this, like the idea that there's like, there has been a disincentive towards like, COVID pausing, if that makes sense, or that there could be. Hmm. I don't know. It's yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that that's what happened, right. but or, because then apparently, apparently there are some reports that like Virginia Tech has, uh, like, I guess some coaches seem to think that maybe Virginia Tech is not 
Uh, they're just protecting their right spot. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I don't know, man. I I get uncomfortable with that kind of talk. You know. Yeah. I'd, I'd be surprised <laughs> if that were. I mean, that doesn't seem like. Well, what I do, but my my counter to that was like, all right. If they play, if they don't play till the ACC tournament, which they're not going to because that game with NC State was canceled, they're going to go. I think I saw the stat from Mike. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Three games in 32 days. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not a good way to be going into any postseason. Right. Yeah. And And I think, too, like the the game they came out of the pause to play Georgia Tech, they they got crushed. And I think, you you know, they, they, I think they would all probably agree that part of it was they were, they were kind of getting their, Sea legs. I think that was the phrase that David Till used. But, uh, but yeah, that uh, it doesn't seem like that's something they would choose to do. I, I could be wrong, but I, I, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and I get why like people say that because there are some teams on the bubble. Like for like, I don't think NC State is saying this, by the way, but NC mm-hmm. State could have definitely used that game. Right, right. Um, and they're not going to get to play it. And I, you know, I would have loved their chances in it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. And, you know, before, yeah. Oh, Virginia Louisville. Right. I forgot oh. we were doing that. See, this is <laughs> right now. Oh man. Yeah. That'll, it's, it's always a fascinating game. Yeah. Like Virginia's record currently in the ACC is 12 and four. Louisville's is eight and four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, I get a little bit why Mike Bray brings it, bring, brings up what he brought up. I think they will have played 17 ACC games. Like yeah, well they're at seventeen. They'll still be eighteen. Oh, oh, it'll be eighteen. Goodness. Yeah. So like that's, you know, I mean, right. It's not. I would say it's not an advantage to go on COVID pauses either. Like it's neither, right? It, but like Florida State, for example, when you go to the top of the standings, they couldn't help that they didn't play more ACC games. You know mm-hmm. to. And but but then the flip is who who knows what would have happened in those ACC games? So right. I get that yeah. too. Like. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> and like all of Florida State's games were at home. <laughs> it feels that way, right? It's like yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, it's only a seven. Seven ACC games of their uh, current. Okay, so I don't know what you're <laughs> I rescind what I said. They yeah. th- For all the narrative, like, I think it's because like every time they came off a of COVID pause, they were like playing at home. Wow. Okay. And they would play at home for like two or three games in a row. Oh, they would be like, yeah. Yeah, in January they played um, four of six games at home, and yeah, uh, that's that's part of it. I think yeah. it's like, do they go on the road? That's what people were saying. And <laughs> I saw like, them in Atlanta, so I, they, they did at least once. Yeah, yeah, and they lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, I'm still not previewing Virginia Louisville because I'm very good. <laughs> very. Good I can tell home. you that if Virginia wins and Georgia Tech wins, then Tech will get the double bye. Which they've never. Wow! Done. Yeah. Wow! I yeah. didn't. Okay. Wow! Wait, is that true? What yeah. about? <laughs> yes, it is. Wow. Hold on. Let me see. I'm pulling it up now. Is oh, Louisville would be eight and five, and Georgia Tech would be eleven. Right. They'd have more losses. Yeah. But see, like it's weird because people have been asking me this, and they're like, "Are they doing it on win percentage, or are they doing right. it on wins or losses?" And I'm like. Well, obviously, Georgia Tech would have more wins either way, but yeah. I'm like, I don't know, because <laughs> <Yeah>. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I see that now. Oh, goodness. Wow. 
that would be uh, that would be quite the the wrinkle in this. Would, yeah. I didn't even think about that because I just was like, yeah, Louisville will get it or whatever. But they would have to beat them, and that's been a team that has been. I mean, to be fair, Virginia is hard for everyone to beat. Right. There's there are certain teams that I enjoy watching Virginia play against. Mm-hmm. Duke is one of them. Um, mm-hmm. You know who's not one of them? Well, UNC, which I've talked about because they just it's a clash of styles that does not bring out the best in anyone. Uh-huh. The other. The other is Louisville. Those games are routinely disgusting. <laughs> it's like pack line on modified pack line crime. <laughs> Even when Patino was there, it was the same thing. Like Louisville uh-huh. never played well against Virginia. Uh-huh. I don't. Yeah, they did beat them last year, though. Yeah, they beat them last year at home. Um, and then they lost to them at Virginia by three and 57-54. But the, the uh-huh. home game against Virginia was like more fun. Uh-huh. But that one, I, yeah. So I don't know. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting. Virginia obviously has like not beaten anyone good in a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny though. Yeah, things are kind of yeah, not not they're slowing. I don't know quite what the word is, but but yeah, they're they're not the unbeatable powerhouse we we anticipated them to be uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, look, the Florida State. You can kind of wave that away. Uh, Duke at Duke. It was a great game. Either one could have won it, whatever. The state game, and I love I love the state team, by the way, because we won't mm-hmm. get to talk about them because of the fact that they're not playing this weekend. But like I love I love them. And I you know, I love the fight they're playing with, and they always play well against Virginia, but Virginia vintage Virginia would have won that game. Mm-hmm. And they looked very meh. And they looked very yeah. like I don't know. I think the word I heard used after was like lackadaisical. And it's like, why oh, would you yeah. do that yeah. when you've lost two in a row? Uh-huh. Um, they did beat Miami the next game, um, which, yeah. <laughs> but this is, this will be really interesting. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll be kind of a test of what are we going to see and who is this team? Yeah, or, or maybe more of a look at it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all know that this isn't like the best Virginia team ever, but I think they've done some really fun and intriguing things on offense. This year, the defense isn't up to its usual standards, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. Right. It's just <laughs> not as good. So, right. and and Louisville is a you know they're kind of a mystery. Um, they played well at Duke, obviously, and kind of sunned Duke's uh, young guards. Um, <laughs> and okay. yeah, yeah, uh, but and I know they were coming off the COVID pause when they played at North Carolina, but that's a hard one for me to shake, man. That's just <laughs> yeah, yes. And and look, their two like their two biggest margin of victory losses of the year are like at both coming off COVID pauses. So I don't, mm-hmm. you know, at Wisconsin, at North Carolina, but like the North Carolina one, I've also seen enough of North Carolina that I'm like, huh, what? Yeah, yeah. It's funny how different teams have handled that so differently. Yeah, it's just, you know, some teams, I'm like pretty like Florida State. But, oh yeah, yeah. Team to give them superpowers. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I guess the one exception is they came back and played Wake Forest, and it took them overtime. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They still won. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's hard to know what's. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to expect of this game. It'll be interesting because it's going to determine a lot. I think for a lot of different teams. Obviously, mm-hmm. if Georgia Tech makes the top four, if Virginia wins the regular season, whatever else. So. We'll see. Um, and it's a good lead-in, I think, to uh, Duke, North Carolina. Listen, 
I gotta say this. I know there's a lot of shade being thrown at this game, and I get it. I do. <laughs> um, because, like, it's the first time I, I... God, I don't even know when the last time they played twice in a season and weren't ranked. I guess it's probably the same huh. time, which is, like, the early 60s. Right. Um, and both weren't ranked. But, yeah, I mean, there is still a lot on the line here. Um, and, in fact, it's probably more than in most seasons because... Sometimes they were kind of playing for a one seed, which that right. is a lot to take. And yeah. I mean, like, NCAA tournament, not ACC. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that has been on the line, too. But this is like, basically, if Duke wants to have any chance, they have to win this game right. and probably win a few ACC tournament games. Yeah. And if North, yeah. if North Carolina wants to feel good going to the ACC tournament, uh-huh. they need to win this game. So there's a lot. I mean, look, there's a lot on the line. Like, to me, that makes it more interesting and not less, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a, yeah, like yeah, it's a different sort of uh, pressure or what's what's on the line. But yeah, I mean, just to get into the tournament, yeah, I mean, um, I think I saw you tweet, and I, I was I was saying to, to Coach K talking about this that, um, or maybe this is on Monday, but he was saying like, there's it's it's very different, and that they're just trying to get in the tournament, and you know it things have gone against them and, and actually, yeah, you're saying like, you know, we, we kind of find out what it feels like to be on the other side of the coin where, you know, it's just been a given for all these years that they'll get in the tournament, but now they're just hoping to, to actually get in, which is yeah, not, not what I would mean, ever imagine them to, to be in position to be in. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that he pointed out that like, you know, it, he sort of pointed out that, um, usually when they're playing teams later in a season, those teams are coming at them um, with something like that on the line. Right. And maybe maybe they're not quite playing with that same sense of urgency, but now they have to have that. Right. And it's definitely a role reversal. But, yeah. you know, considering how the season's played out for them, I feel like I know that the moment with the student reporter got a lot of play and I get it. You know, it was not his best moment. Yeah. And this isn't meant as anything mean about Roy Williams, but like he's handled this season on like just an emotional level better than Roy did a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, uh-huh. they were they were worse, yeah. you know, and they were losing like routinely on like buzzer beaters and stuff. So, right. you know, I would probably be more like Roy than Kay <laughs> in that scenario too of like just screw all of this. I can't. Uh-huh. And Roy was never like mean to anybody or anything. That's not right. even what I'm saying. It's just like Coach K comes into pressers a lot after games, like he did it after Georgia Tech, and it's just kind of very zen and just like, yeah. hey, we we played hard, and maybe right. I think the other after Georgia Tech, he said, you know, maybe the basketball gods are. Just yeah, kidding. I thought that was a really uh, uh, thoughtful, or, oh, yeah, insightful thing to say, just that for recognizing that they've had a lot of things go their way over the years, and certainly they've earned a lot. But yeah, but it, it was funny because like the things he kept saying, like you know we've had all these close games and we, we just haven't been able to shoot well from the outside and are things that we've heard from Josh Pastor for like the last three or four years. And it was funny to hear, yeah. like, so kind of jarring to hear them get coming from someone's, someone's, someone else's mouth after Georgia Tech had been able to kind of squeak out a win that they, they you know, you could argue they shouldn't have won. But Josh definitely thinks they're an NCAA tournament team. Uh, yeah, like, I, nope. that's my feeling. No like, brainer. Yeah. <laughs> that what he, that's what he said? Was after that? The game? Is that what he said after the game that they're they're an NCAA tournament team? Oh, about yeah. Duke? Yeah. Yes, yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we. I joked that you should ask him about like yeah, <laughs> because I feel like Josh would put everyone in the ACC. In, yeah. did he, how many teams did he say the other day? Didn't he say like eleven? Yeah. Josh, oh honey. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, no. Who are the 11? I, I don't know that he was had a, an 11 in mind, but I, I was looking at it. And I was trying to figure out, like, who, yeah, who would he leave out? I guess you draw the line at, I guess, at Pittsburgh. And, yeah. And, and, Is he leaving out Pitt or Notre Dame? Huh. It's hard to put in a team at 9 to 14. Well, it's, you know, Josh might try, though. He might, yeah, yeah. He's that giving. And to be fair to Notre Dame, again, their strength of right. schedule is yeah. significantly yeah. higher. He would, he would bring that up, yeah, strength of schedule and the <laughs> yeah. toughest conference in the in the era, yeah, toughest league in the in the country besides the NBA. Oh, John, he says that. Uh, not all often, but I've heard him say it more than more than a few times. Yeah. Besides the NBA, well, yeah. good he added that caveat. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I asked him once about the G League once. I forget what he said, but. Oh. <laughs> but he's like, no, well, no one thinks about the G League or something like that. I don't know. I think he recommends Yeah. Or you like, no, like, no one can't, like, oh, I, 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 I know. Yeah. But, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Oh, Josh. Uh, uh, yeah. So, look, uh, it, it's not because I heard some people say, some people have asked me this on North Carolina and they were like, well, it's not that bad that they lost at Syracuse or whatever. Like, that's not mm-hmm. a bad loss. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I'm not saying that it like if you just told me North Carolina lost at Syracuse and you gave me the score, I would absolutely be like, yeah, no, you're right. It's mm-hmm. not. The problem was how they played. <laughs> All right, yeah. yes. uh, 20 turnovers against that zone, which has largely been trash all year. Yeah. Um, until Jim finally decided to play um, his best defensive players. Um, Jim Behar. <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> He didn't appreciate the implication there. Um, right. a, a, a staffer from the Athletic, Matt yeah. Gutierrez, I believe, that, uh, mentioned something about playing Jesse Edwards and uh, Kadari. I think he was about Kadari Richmond, though, because that to me is a bigger difference maker for them. He he does a lot for them on defense, and mm-hmm. um, their zone, like I said, has been literal garbage. And Joe Girard has not been good this year, and it's been baffling that he hasn't played him more. And Jim said something along the lines of like, I've been play, I've been doing this for 45 years and you guys don't think I could have figured that out. Yeah. Um, I guess he read the guy's tweet because, or Gutierrez's tweet because Gutierrez had said something like they would be something in five if those guys right. played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I think he's not wrong about that, by the way, because like literally after the game the other day, Armando Baycott from UNC was like, Oh yeah, when they put that Edwards, when they put Edwards in, um, he did a way better job of boxing us out than. Do- really. He mispronounced Dolajai, but yeah. He uh, said, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, yeah, and it's true. I mean, like, so I don't really know what Jim is doing, but they're, you know, they get the weekend off, um, and Jim continues to curmudgeon, which at times I find charming, but yeah. In this case, it's like, I actually just assumed he was trolling by not playing those guys. I really did. <laughs> yeah it's like what's Syracuse gonna do fire him uh, <laughs> nope yeah go ahead uh, and fire me uh, no uh, yes yeah, so they're making their late run because it wouldn't be a college basketball season if Syracuse weren't on the bubble but yeah <laughs> so yeah Duke Carolina there will be some fans there which will probably make it feel less weird than the first Duke Carolina game day oh, okay. without any fans which was super weird and I hated yeah, it. Yeah, gosh. Yeah. It, like it was just Cameron is Cameron. Like, and to have that game played there, especially without any fans, felt really wrong. Mm-hmm. It's also the first Beat Carolina game I've missed in forever. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then so here's another one added wow. to the list. Yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be, I, I mean, if you want to ask me to predict who's going to play how in this game, I don't know. I got no idea. I don't know what North Carolina is going to show up on a night in, night out basis. And uh-huh. I don't even, I know Roy Williams doesn't know that. So, yeah. But I mean, they're going to be in serious jeopardy if they lose this. So, like, North Carolina or Duke, or I mean, both really. Well, yeah. Duke, Duke, I think, is, Duke, I think, would have to win the ACC tournament if they don't win this game. It would, I would think, yeah. Carolina, I don't think, would have to win the ACC tournament if they mm. lost, but I think that they would have to win multiple games and preferably against teams that would help them. Right. Um, and so, yeah, like, I think they would still probably have to win their first ACC tournament game regardless would be my guess, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But I think if they lost the next one, they'd probably be okay. I don't know. A lot depends on the draw, which we still don't know yet. Right. I just, I, I know I cover the three locals and I'm probably covering the 8-9 game in some capacity. That's all I uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is naturally the first game on Wednesday. So thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. thanks a lot. Thank you. Well done. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. So like, you know, when people are like, what do you, who do you think is going to win? I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Duke, I don't know they're all their ACC losses are by seven or less. But that also means that they'll at least be in the game. And I would, I, would, I mean, I, they're, and I don't know, like Williams, I think is playing better. And yeah. Mark would, Williams. I, I, yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah, he was really good, I thought, against uh, against Georgia Tech. He, he playing on both ends, but um, I mean, I, 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 you know, it's hard to not think it, it'll be close and go down the last minute. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. Um, I thought the first game actually between these two was very entertaining. It was a well played game mm-hmm. offensively, anyway. But it was funny, like Roy, like uh, Jim Bayham got a lot of grief for talking about Jalen Johnson and how Duke's much better without him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Roy didn't like expressly say that, but he did say like, yeah, now that he was asked about Mark Williams, he's like, yeah, well, he's a guy you have to worry about. He's like, you really didn't have to worry about that with Jalen Johnson. Oh, really? And that's true. He was not a very good defender. And so like, you didn't worry about that, but uh, you know, Mark Williams uh, wasn't playing as much back then. He's playing way more now. And and so that definitely adds a wrinkle to this. And, but again, to try to predict what North Carolina will do on a night in night out basis is, a fool's errand. <laughs> Duke is relative. Like you said, Duke's relatively the same. Right. In that they will, sometimes they'll play really well and blow somebody out, but usually win or lose, they're in it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, plucky, plucky devils. Yeah. Who's your coach there, by the way, my coach of the year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, again, it's, it's weird. Like you wouldn't have thought that, that Josh would be a candidate, but I think. Oh my God. Yeah. Is Oh no. If they finish in the top four, I'll bet he'll get a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Mike Young is, is obviously a good candidate. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's always kind of those things. And I remember like when, when he, when in, in Josh's first year, when he won, it was like, why are we, you know, why, why is the guy who finished in the ninth game coach of the year? Just because they were picked to finish, whatever you know, fourteenth or fifteenth. It's because he said that if that he was told by the right. other, <laughs> they would have won one game. Forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh if they God. would won one game, he would be coach of the year. But um, uh, that was but, that uh, was. I like Josh Fine, and I do think he's done a really good job this year. That vote was infuriating to me. Yeah, 
because I, I don't mind if you vote for someone who exceeds expectations. That's mm-hmm. okay with me in certain contexts. I no again, no offense to Josh. I did not think that was the context. Mm-hmm. I just I did not think he did the best coaching job that year. Mm-hmm. And, but um I would actually I think I'm leaning towards Leonard Hamilton. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's easy to overlook the guy that was supposed to win and wins, but they, they Although, really like, well. they, weren't, yeah. they weren't picked to win the league. I guess, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. And they, no, you're right. But it's easy to forget that. That's the thing. Like, uh-huh. it's easy for us to forget that they were not picked to win the league. They were yeah. not even in the preseason top 25, if I can remember correctly. Um, if they weren't, if they were, it was pretty low. Yeah. Um, I put them in mind because I, Florida State's a known commodity to me at this point. Uh-huh. I know they lost NBA talent, but to me, I was like, yeah, this is who they're going to be. Uh-huh. And, Lenny Ham coached him up, man. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I might be leading that way, but we'll see. Yeah, I think yeah, very good vote. I would think. Uh, all right, Ken, tell everybody where they can find you so that they don't miss tweets like the misshapen face. Right. <laughs> it's uh, on Twitter. It's at uh, I'll spell it. It was K Segura AJC. It's K S U G I U R A AJC, and then the our- website is AJC.com. All right. Yeah. No, thanks for coming on. It was overdue since you and I have been ACC friends for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Much to my pleasure. What, like 10 years? Oh, my God. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Since I started covering them, like, like, consistently since 11 was the first year. It's like it's the moment that ages me almost as much as when Roy Williams yesterday was asked about Wes Miller being Uh named like 40 coaches, like coaches under 40 hot list or something. Uh And he's like, and he's like, well, how far can Wes really be under 40? And I'm like, I covered Wes before. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm under 40, by the way, um, uh-huh. technically. Right. Uh, but I'm like, oh, boy, he thinks. Yeah. All right, Ken. Um, thanks so much for doing this. And I'll try to get something out to y'all probably once we get an ACC tournament bracket. Um, I'll do my best because next week will be hectic um, early in the week. Break it all down. Um, all right, Ken. Thanks so much. Well, thank you, Lauren. Until next week, everybody.